0: Hey everybody, before we get into the episode, this is Jade here, just to tell you that uh, there's a little bit of a content warning. Um, We're going to be discussing blood a lot, just due to the nature of this week's character, and uh, there's a small section where we talk about self-harm. So that's just a little warning for you, but otherwise, it's a pretty fun, but dark episode. Enjoy.
1: Hello and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive podcast, where we give powers to a name. Hello, welcome, and if you're uh, new listeners, that goes double for you. Hello, come on in to our little—I've called it a factory, I, but I want to—I want to rebrand that. It's more of a patisserie, you know, where we mix together the the eggs of narrative, the the flour of character building
0: you have to get up obscenely early it's really exhausting
1: creating characters isn't isn't an easy job it takes a lot of guts it takes a lot of whisking it takes a lot of sieving but eventually you come out with a nice souffle of a character that grows like the more you more love you put into
2: it so it's a perfect analogy and also much like a souffle if we do speak too loudly it might deflate yeah. Uh, if we speak too loudly or like Dean, mishandle Dean, it, Dean, oh, you're speaking please. too loudly. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't oh. want to burst this podcast souffle.
0: This okay. is the ASMR episode of Been by Radioactive Podcast.
1: Hello, my name is Dean, and I'll be your gravelly voice host for today. Alongside me are comic geniuses Jade Sarson and Joshua Randall. Hello. How's How's the souffle holding up? Is it Is it okay? It's fluffy
0: it's tasty mm. how was that for ASMR a little bit of lip smacking
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out anyway <laughs> no! I, I make I make it my life's mission to remove <laughs> any kind of mastication noises in our podcast <laughs> I put that badge on proudly
0: I'm gonna specifically enunciate
1: really um so yes if it wasn't clear uh Thank you all so much for uh, coming to visit us at MCM London, uh, Comic Con. If you're there and you said hi, it warmed, especially my heart, to a thousand degrees. It made my skin clear, my crops grow, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know the meme. Um, so, thank you for that. Your support means a lot for us, especially when you come and say it to directly to my my face and my eyeballs. Um, and also, if you support Jade's work very good on you because jade does some pretty pretty nice artwork oh thanks especially for this particular podcast but you know <laughs> i might be biased a little bit um so hello we should well usually hello newcomers take my hand and let me walk you through the process uh it's episode 70 yards so uh, your old time is just you know give give the newbies s- s- just a little
2: bit of a chance to catch up if you have jumped in at episode, like, 77, then props to you. We will try and keep it uh, in-joke-free. <laughs> uh, Impossible. J-
1: Impossible. Anyway, I'm, I'm I'm guiding you through the episode, and, you know, we have our greeting, we have our little small talk, um, but, you know, this is the part of the episode right here, if you look to your right, where we describe what comic books we've been reading, uh, what inspiration might... Um, sort of propellers us into our creative domain um, and how that might influence our choices and decisions for the upcoming episode. Uh, this is usually where I'll admit that I haven't read a comic and everyone makes a good joke at that, despite me hosting essentially a comics podcast. But not this week, actually. I've actually read one comic. Um, one, that makes brackets, me- one. <laughs> well, um, it was actually interesting because I-, I looked on the shelf and... Fairly recently, maybe the last year or so, there's been a little bit of a conversation about this particular artist who was big, sort of maybe 20 or biggest, possibly about 20 years ago. Um, but they're still working and they're just like an interesting case study. So I've been reading or rereading Frank Miller's Sin City. Uh, this particular book is Booze, Broads, and Bullets, which I think succinctly describes the uh, sort of characters' themes motifs of this particular series if you're not aware of what sin city is it's all about various characters in this uh grimy noir-esque city going about their grimy crime-ridden lives which tends to mainly revolve around your strip clubs your your seedy bars the attempts of the police to try and crack down on these particular miscreants but you know there's it's all about that grit. It's all about that, that like I mentioned, that noir feeling of the, the the bluesy protagonist getting beat up in an alley. But, you know, it's all a say the broad. That, that, old, that old chestnut. But it's the way that Miller sort of renders each of these um, panels. Like, like, the paneling itself isn't anything too interesting. It's just how he actually draws these characters. It's all in black and white. And when I say black and white, I mean a lot of black and a lot of white um, and a lot of block cutters, a lot of uh, shadows, negative spaces, um, just really being used to it, an incredible effect. Um, so like there'll be like incredible silhouettes. There's um, a lot of weather in this book as well. Um, so there'll be a character standing out in the snow and that snow is sort of rendered using flicked on, um, I guess it'd be like white out, Tippex. It's Tippex in the UK, international. Uh, listeners and it, it's still gorgeous to look at like uh, we'll be throwing up some sample pages the wednesday following this episode so check that out um, on our twitter at bbr underscore podcast uh, but it's just it's still pretty and uh, there's been a little bit of a conversation recently about how a lot of colorists can't really keep up with frank miller's art style uh, you guys are sort of seen about this a little bit haven't you
0: I vaguely remember. There was, like, some weird Wonder Woman art, I think, Yeah. yeah did.
2: Yeah. Um, Miller's colouring style is normally quite um, abstract, hmm. in a way. Like, it doesn't really stick to... sticking to the line sounds odd. No, I get you. Um, a lot of people who have been colouring his work recently kind of go for a more, like, traditional approach, and it just doesn't work when you kind of see normal colouring rendered on top of these kind of... The nicest way, ugly drawings. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Picasso-esque. Yeah, I was, was, yeah. was going to mention that Um because, like, the characters in the book, of course, the the men are very pretty. No, the the, the women are very pretty. <laughs> the men are less so, but they're always they're not sort of picturesque, I guess, like beautiful in the traditional like traditional art sense. They're 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 drawing these rough lines, um thick markers, lots of scrawling, lots of hatching, but. In Sin City, like, he fully utilizes, like, sort of shape to emphasize his story. And he, like, um, Miller can tell a story as well. What's interesting about Sin City is it's not, like, one continuous story. There's, uh, like, it, it flits between characters. You might have um, a big bulky bruiser guy with a, a giant, like, elongated hook nose called Marv in um, one story. Uh, it might flick to like a four page story of an assassin taking out a very attractive woman with all the melodrama and um, hide prose of the the not 30s and 40s cinema that uh, Miller's drawing inspiration from. Um, it's just, Duke can tell a story. Um, it, it's been interesting to look back on because um, I'd be interested to see how other people pick him up in the year 2019, you know? Jed, what have you been reading?
0: Oh, uh, I've been reading something unforgettable. Huh? Uh, I've been reading Sex Machine
1: <laughs> oh, here by we Iron going.
0: Circus Comics.
1: Second uh, Iron Circus uh, comic in a row.
0: They just put out a lot of good stuff and also both Locado and Sex Machine came in the same package. <laughs> so, so I read them one after the other.
1: I'd say it's not our fault, but it's we we enabled ourselves, I guess.
0: What do you mean, we? I bought them. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs>
1: if, you
0: <laughs> if you've heard of uh, Iron Circus Comics, you've no doubt heard of their uh, sex-positive anthologies like Smut Peddler. This is along the same lines, uh, but it's themed around cyborgs, AIs, androids, automatons, that kind of thing. Uh, and it's a really strong lineup with a variety of distinctive art styles. Like, every single one, is; it, they all look really different. Mm. Um and it includes some of my favourite artists like Fiona Staples, Amanda Lafrene, Ghost Green, etc etc. Uh and it's in full colour, which is such a treat for a thick anthology like this. Um and a lot of the artists use uh colour fills to add a little bit of softness, which is like one of my favourite art kinks lately. (laughs) Do you guys know what I'm talking about when I say colour fills?
1: vaguely so
0: basically if you ink a comic in say black ink and then you color it a color fill is where you change some of the line art to be a color that better matches the set say like on someone's oh. face uh you might like color just say the nose and the lips to match the skin tone yes it, it makes it gives it a little bit of a softer feeling and that's just real good for sex comics because then you can, you know, <laughs> emphasize certain areas of the body.
1: Like the penis.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of penises and actual kinks, um, my favorite short was Remote Connection by Tits McGee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that Tits McGee. Yeah. Forget about
0: <laughs> um so this one was about uh, a repair person getting really worked up over trying to fix a station out in the forest basically in the middle of nowhere and the only occupant of the station who's an android helps her work out some of that frustrated tension
2: oh my with with
1: the
0: so. with the dick yeah all right uh, it was really hot and it had witty narration and dialogue so it was very good
1: excellent uh 18 plus i guess (laughs) no doubt yep (laughs) also if you're like under the age of 18 and listening to this podcast one cool i guess uh we need every listener we can get uh two like i guess unless you're incredibly young just ease up on the the sex comics that we recommend because
0: read read them when you're of age
1: or at least when you know what's better josh 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 Mm -hmm. what have you been reading i'm pointing what have you been reading
2: um i feel your point um and to say what I've been reading this week, I've, I'm not sure if it's cheating.
1: Oh. Josh, if, if I can talk about fucking Pacific Rim, you can literally recommend, like, the tablecloth with a fucking Garfield strip on it. Like, what have you been reading?
2: Um, now, I recommended a series many moons ago, and it oh, is yes. one of my favorite series of all time. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the last few weeks, some new volumes have come out of this series, and I have started mm-hmm. reading them again. So in a slightly askew way, I don't think I talked about this part in my last recommendation. Mm -hmm. Um, This is Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part (laughs) 4. Diamond is Unbreakable.
0: I knew it would either be Jojo or Doom Patrol.
2: (laughs) I still, I don't think I've actually talked about that new Doom Patrol yet, so I'll see you (laughs) next week. Um, (laughs) Thanks, Jen. But no, so this time I've been reading um, Part 4 in Hirohiko um, Araki's saga um, of stories about people who have names that end up being Jojo Um, so I don't I think when I recommended it the first time I'm not sure if I did an overarching one about all of it or if I just talked about part one and two which I'd read at the time Um, part four is all about a delinquent named uh, Josuke who lives in the town of Morio who is one day approached by a very tall marine biologist named uh, Jotaro um, who tells him that he is his um, nephew? It's worth noting that Josuke is fifteen and Jotaro is in his thirties. Um, and that there is a serial killer in his town, and they need to find him.
1: Wait, wait! Jotaro's is his nephew.
2: Um, so Josuke is the son of Part Two's protagonist, Joseph Joestar. What? Who at, who at the point of um conceiving Josuke was 69. Nice. Uh, but uh, also uh, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a bizarre adventure, guys and you've got to okay. live it. Um, so yeah, no, it's about these two guys who eventually get another cast of characters who all kind of sprawl out across this town. Um, whilst the other parts have kind of been these battle series or these um, kind of road trip series, this is kind of, this leans more into Slice of Life huh. but with Punch Ghosts and the bizarre antics you'd expect from this series.
0: Yeah, because that, that one's the one I think of as, like, the high school AU, Jojo.
2: Yeah, um, the most similar thing I can think to compare it to is Persona 4. Hmm. I a suddenly grou-
0: want to read part four.
2: <laughs> it's a group of eccentric school kids coming together to find a serial killer in their town whilst using their own will personified to battle wait a
1: fucking second wait a second
0: which begs the question did the first persona game come out before or yes. after
1: <laughs> it, it was like 15 years before <laughs> cuz like part 3 uh, part 4 sorry is like the
2: mid nineties
1: um for pu- first publication
2: yeah i want to say it's 99 okay um S- still but yeah no um so i adore jojos bizarre adventure and part 4 might be my favorite part it's part three is where Araki introduced the idea of stands and these um, goofy kind of powers. Whilst part four is when he's really got his reins into it and really. So we've got Josuke's stand is a being that punches things. So it breaks them. But afterwards, it'll bring them back together and kind of heal them. Mm-hmm. But not quite. So like it'll, hmm. it's like he'll punch someone in the nose. The nose will break and then it'll heal back up and it'll look kind of weird and piggish almost. Mm <laughs> hmm. Okay. Or there's an Italian chef whose stand will make you delicious um, pasta dishes that will make your eyes water so much they lose all moisture. (laughs) But then they immediately heal up and you have the clearest eyes and you've never felt so refreshed in your life. Okay. Well, there's another guy who has like mini tanks that will chase you down and stuff. Either way, it's bizarre. We're getting into a lot. It's taking us a while to get through these recommendations. I would just say read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically Part Four, please. Uh,
1: yeah. If you're going to read any of these recommendations, read JoJo and Sex Machine, uh, and look at pages of Sensei. Um. Anyway, uh, carrying on with the the tour for the newbies. If you if you'd like to come along away from the uh, recommendation pile, uh, we can get onto the main event of the podcast, which is the superhero creation, where we take a internet name generator, we churn it through. Well, we turn our names through that, or our information, credit card details, um, street that we grew up on, first pets' names, etc. And we uh, get a name that we are forced, nay, possibly cursed, into creating a superhero from. Uh, So, Josh, you have the generator for this week, right?
2: I have got us a generator again this week. Delicious. Um, And it came about, actually, watching a YouTube video one day. Um, I've been watching the Polygon series Unraveled. Okay, okay. Um, which is very funny. It had a. I first started it when they had a deep dive into Kingdom Hearts, and it was mm-hmm. absurd, and I loved it. They recently did Brian. one. Yep, Brian Gilbert is fantastic. Um, he's recently done one about which Dark Souls boss is the best office manager.
0: Oh, I'm so happy right now.
2: Yes, I've seen this. <laughs> At the end of the video, he briefly throws up a Dark Souls boss <laughs> title generator, <laughs> and I thought, God damn it. This hit, this is us.
0: I think I screenshotted it.
2: <laughs> yes, and I screenshotted it as well, purely for this moment. Um, I,
1: I had that in my back pocket as well. Thank you, BDG.
2: <laughs> Thank you. So, I haven't actually looked at it properly. All I've seen really is Dark Souls boss title generator. I just knew from that moment, we should do this. We Wonderful. So, great. looking at it, we need the first letter of our last name and the day we were born. Uh, Who Mr. wants to find Randall? out? Oh, wanna- should I go first? Yeah, oh, you I- should. Okay, doke. Uh, the first letter of my last name is rotting. Mm. That, that a good Dark Souls e mm-hmm. uh, name? Okay. And the day I was born was the seventeenth, which is conflag conflagration. So rotting conflag conflagration. <laughs> <laughs> the rotting conflagration. It's another tongue twisting hero. Um, and also I'm not really sure what it means. Yeah, like a conflagration. Kind of like a gathering of... No, that's that's, no, a, that's congregation. a congregation. <laughs> so I see um, you too are unwise in what a conf- conflagration <laughs> means.
0: Excuse me one moment <laughs> while I search conflagration. Uh,
1: while you do that, Josh, uh, deliver unto me uh, a Dark Souls boss name.
2: Um, all right, Mr. McKnight. Mm-hmm. Or should I say mutilated. <laughs> well, very good. And what was your... Um, I well, hope it's what I think it is. It's the twelfth okay it's not what I thought it was for some reason, I thought it was the sixteenth it might have been a good one otherwise um blood letter mutilated blood letter uh,
1: it's it's a triple battle one um mm. I, we do enjoy those um but it is pretty grim
2: pretty I mean grim. they all are going to be pretty grim mm. so um, the
0: fun will be twisting this into a hero
1: yes, <laughs> the fun quote unquote ja- what's what's
2: jade's what's Yeah, jade's? Well,
0: well before that conflagration means an extensive fire <laughs>
2: Ah, so yeah. a, a rotting, excessive fire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, sarsen, sarsen, sarsen. Sunken.
0: Mm-hmm. And we won't do seventeenth because um, we, we don't want to do more it.
2: excessive fire.
0: Um. Do ninth.
2: Blacksmith.
0: Sunken blacksmith. That mm. that's
2: kind of cool.
1: Um, it's a good sounding name. So we've got um sunken Blacksmith. Blacksmith, we have a uh, mutilated blood letter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the... the uh,
0: Rotting conflagration.
1: That's the one. What are we feeling? I mean... Well,
0: the first image that comes to mind with um, mutilated blood letter is just like a giant gross leech that's been fucking cut up. So I don't really want to go with that one.
1: <laughs> you... Yeah, that, that's some vivid Im- imagery for the superhero podcast.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, thinking of like bloodletter, I was just thinking mind control through blood, but that's not really that's too...
1: That's bloodborne. Is it? I'm almost certain. I may be wrong. But oh. like, mutilated bloodletter could be like you could sort of dial it back a little bit. Don't go straight for the leech, but what about the doctor? What about the doctor guy um, who's going around and um, maybe they're a don't laugh at this, but maybe they're a very bad doctor. <laughs> maybe they're trying very hard. So a villain then. <laughs> it's been a while since we've done a
2: villain. Well, it's been a while since we've done a straight up villain. We've mm. we've done villains recently that aren't really villains.
1: Yeah, it's very true. Like, we, we've given them sort of a lot of sympathy to go with their evil acts. Um,
2: the last time we probably did a straight up villain was probably Halloween.
1: Hall- yeah, Halloween like
2: not even last halloween the halloween before that mm. like well no we had the um the weird little kids who do trick or treats and yeah kill but they were like people yeah
1: they were more like goosebump villains though i think that's what it we of just... it was a
0: specifically goosebump themed mm. episode wasn't
1: it yeah listen i'm i'm in i'm all in for like bloodletting really Or so we okay we can't do conflagration because we can't barely conflagration. say conflagration <laughs> you can't say it see there we go and sunken sunken blacksmith sounds like King Triton from The Little Mermaid. We can't it's do it. Sunken either.
0: Blacksmith is pretty straightforward. They are a weapons forger, like Under the Sea. Okay. Uh, so mutilated blood letter is let's make a villain.
2: Ew. Let's do it, guys.
0: So could we capture some of the fear that comes from um donating blood, things like that? <laughs> so like
1: Oh, can I can I make some rules? Okay. One, they can't be a vampire.
0: No, of course
1: not. Like, let's let's go off the beaten track here. No, let's be creative. That's very easy. Very easy. Two, they can't drink the blood. Again, sort of a, a beaten track thing. Yeah, like, no, that's fine. Um, those are the rules, I oh. guess. Um, it's not many, but you know, you gotta give yourself some some room to breathe, explore the ideas. Um, but you know, the, these ancient doctors, I keep thinking back to the old plague doctors that had the like the cool long noses. E- you know, even they're a little bit played out. They didn't
2: really have those noses. That, that those are masks, Dean.
1: Oh, the, yeah. the, the, the nose masks yeah, so, the mask-
0: so i've got quite a vivid image uh, in my head and now it's not leech like it's something different um mm-hmm. this character is called blood letter because it, it's twofold they mm-hmm. um let blood out of sort of people who are donating it to them uh mm-hmm. consensually or not um and uh they use that blood to inject into themselves, they are very mutilated, so they've got all these kind of gaping wounds, Ooh. and so they have to keep replenishing blood because they are basically like a fucking bloodborne villain. They are just oozing it constantly, so it's like it's like they're how can I put it? They're giving it's, themselves
1: it's a, blood transf- transfusions constantly.
0: Yeah, and it's constantly oozing out of them like like waterfalls of blood.
1: Uh, could you give me one moment, Jade? Um, hi there, newbies, the people who are new to our podcast, who have just joined us, who are fresh off the podcast boat. Uh, we usually do superheroes that are a little less, uh, mutilated and, uh, just janked up. but We you still know, might. Yeah, there might be a twist in this path. However, I do want to explore this and take a good, lo- long, hard look because, you know, sometimes burning a villain is very fun as well, especially when they're so horrible. Yeah. You watch horror films. Let's make a horror guy. Let's let's make a horror horror thing, shall we? Mm-hmm. I like your bloodletting or blood transfusion idea. Um,
0: like it gives them a motivation. I like guess a re- so. A really simple one. It's not vampires, but it's still like
1: it's uh, they have a need.
0: Yeah, they have a need for blood.
1: What if they were trying to? What if they were letting your blood? and replacing it with something else. Like, that could be kind of creepy. But then you have that sort of extra body horror aspect of um, something being inside um, their victims, which is, like, just the fucking grossest thing.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, this... Because I had an idea that's been spinning around in my head. mm -hmm. And it was the idea of rewriting Blood. Okay. Sure, sure. I wasn't sure entirely how... At one point, it was trying to figure out how I could incorporate um, our blood types and kind of rewriting those. But ultimately, Hmm. I'm not sure how much that would actually affect someone. Here's here's an
1: idea. What if um, Mutilated Bloodletter put their blood inside you and that sort of turned them into part of their army? That could be gross. Mm.
2: does sound gross.
0: Oh, what if it's kind of... uh avatar last airbender-esque so like it's not um like instinctive control like it's not oh my blood's in you you're now mindless zombie it's more puppet-like
1: oh so like it could kick in at any point perhaps
0: yeah so like you you go you donate blood you come away you're like that was fine cool and then (laughs) at some point you suddenly start moving puppet-like
1: oh god so you got like a a Jason, not Jason, Freddy Krueger thing going on. I
0: like, not, not
1: seen. I'm pretty sure my reference is a three pointer. <laughs> oh,
2: could it be that the they can only like they do actually have a length of time between how long they can control someone for however much is in one of those blood bags that they've kind of read dripping into themselves.
0: Yeah, so they Ooh. they inject it into themselves, and as the blood oozes out of their wounds and such that never close up, they're like, okay, as soon as this runs dry the control is gone.
1: Mm. Oh, visual thing. Does that mean like they could have like a rack that they could like sort of put on their back that's just like full of like blood bags sort of suspended above their head and it sort of like flows into their like jugular or something sort of like replenishing the victim's blood right into their body.
0: (gasps) Oh, oh, I've got a very good uh, bit of imagery actually. You can Mm. use that, but the, the waterfalls of blood out of their wounds actually... Visually, it's got to look like they are strings heading straight down. Oh. You know, puppet-like. Okay. Mm. So when the strings run out, obviously they can't do the puppet motions anymore.
2: Oh, another visual thing. Mm -hmm. To go with the blood puppet motif, Mm -hmm. they'll constantly have two bits of blood dripping down from their lips to make it look like they have marionette mouth. Oh, very good. Very good.
1: This is one creepy individual villain.
0: <laughs>
1: Man, it feels it feels good to be making a villain again. Just to uh, let it all out. We always go to uh, horror
0: think,
2: as well with our villains thinking about it. Yeah. You gotta.
0: I think we all share similar tastes in, in what we find horror kind of like hor- horrific rather. People um, taking
1: over your body. It's pretty uh, simple.
0: I, I tell you what I find weird. Um, when wrestlers scratch up their foreheads to get loads of blood to flow down their face
1: Oh, oh yeah. yeah.
0: So like maybe some of their mutilation can be on their forehead.
1: Oh god. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Um. So all these visual things are good, but um. How do they? What do they wear? And how do they actually look? Um. So actually, no, no, no. Th- that doesn't matter too much. Not compared to the actual plot of things. Like who is the bloodletter? Who is the mu- mutilated bloodletter? Um. Why are they being villainous? What? What happened? to this individual. What, what why you got to be janking up people? Bloodletter. <laughs> maybe um well like there's a lot to be said about like like we said bloodletting's kind of like an ancient thing. So maybe um they read maybe they have some sort of beef against modern medicine. Um maybe they read up on the ancient art of bloodletting and that sort of led them to explore what what they can do in terms of their powers. Um what do you guys think?
0: I think perhaps I've got something um if we can have this be not um super medically accurate but more more in the vein of like uh, a mythological tale or something. Because that would allow for a sentence like, and then their blood ran out. Because I know that's not <laughs> possible. <laughs> so, yeah, it's
1: sort of like that supernatural element. So. Yeah.
0: So, so like I'm v- envisioning like this this person realizes that they have the power to puppeteer things using blood. So that's when they start sort of cutting open, you know, parts of themselves to release a bit of blood string. Mm-hmm. But you know, they keep they keep cutting and cutting and realize that oh they're running out and so you Mm. can you can see this being done as like some sort of um old-fashioned fable
1: yeah um and the blood letter cut themselves over and over but the blood ran out let me just turn the page and see how this ends child oh it ends with you being fucking sucked full full of blood sucked out of blood you know what I
2: mean.
0: Well, I guess yeah. I also want to point out that perhaps the phrasing here seems a little insensitive.
1: Mm. Mm. I agree. What do you mean?
0: Um, to cut oneself is something that some people do because
1: that oh. is very true. Um, so I had uh, an alternative idea. Okay. Um, what if, um, what if there was a beast behind the villain? And I don't mean like a um, like someone pulling. Their strings they're they're still autonomous they're still out for themselves, but what if um what if the bloodletter from quite a a young age maybe like in their teens or something knew about their power maybe like they cut themselves and um their dog licked the wound and they could control their dog and they found out whoa what the fuck i can I can control them um oh no, they'd have to lick
2: the I was dog which is a that's bit a weird a bit... licking a dog.
0: Yeah, no, we're not doing I that. I mean,
2: look, th- th- this this person, they've got blood strings, but licking dogs, <laughs> let's just put a stop to this. I gotcha. I got uh. this. Um, maybe their
1: friend was their friend was bitten by a snake. They'd suck out the poison, but also they get a little bit of uh, blood from that as well. Um, that's how we're plugging that uh, little pl- uh, plot hole. Um, but then... They maybe they try and experiment with that power. Maybe they try and uh, control some beasts around them. I imagine this is set in some like rural village, sure. a little bit, a little bit further back in time. Um, they go out and they try and um, cut a sleeping bear, perhaps, and uh, take some of that blood in. And they're successful in that. And maybe they're quite a uh, downtrodden kid as well. Um, of course, being in a village, there might be a Uh, head of the village, some sort of... I've got a
0: fix. I've got a fix. Oh. Okay. So um, instead of uh, hurting himself in order to let blood and receive blood, because I do think that's a bit of insensitive imagery. Mm.
1: That's true. Even though
0: I guess I was thinking of it in like kind of the witchy sense. So like Hmm. slicing your your palm. um, Yeah. But irregardless, um, I think perhaps a solve would be if you set it in a certain time period, it's very acceptable to use leeches. And so the mutilated part of this character is that they have butt, like bites all over their body. Ooh. From hmm. leeches. So they, they use leeches to suck the blood from victims.
1: Oh, and then they can use the leeches and then, as blood.
0: Yeah, they banks. they yeah. chuck the leech onto their their own body.
2: Do they have leech fingers?
0: Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes!
2: Body horror.
0: <laughs> no. Straight, I don't want to draw straight, that.
2: Straight to the source. I don't can want to I,
0: draw that.
1: Can I finish my uh, little aside?
0: Sorry, yes.
1: Um, so maybe, I guess, adding in the uh, the whole leech element now, maybe they're trying to leech, off, leech blood off a bear and then take that in and control a bear to maybe run rampant in the town and get revenge on all those who have wronged them. But they can only control the bear for a few seconds, considering they don't really take enough blood, I guess, for the size of the bear. And they get f- fucking Jimmy Jam wrecked uh, by the bear. And that's why they have so many cuts. And maybe that drove them a little bit mad as well. Um, you know, even nature is downtrodden on this, this, uh, on, on the blood layer. So I'll take revenge on everything. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they get to it. How about that? Sure. Cool. Uh, so, mauled by a bear... I think this is the first hero slash villain villain that we've had be more by bear. It's yeah, t-
0: <laughs> this is a straight up villain. Someone. It's a, it's a someone... very specific
2: first. I'm not sure if we're gonna give out an award for this.
1: No, <laughs>
0: um, but this this is one of those psychos that like you know shines a magnifying glass on ants because they can.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, you know.
0: So so they discover this power. They're like, "Fuck it! How far can I go?" That's the extent of this
2: villain. I, I like to think they probably started off with they probably did the whole like they started off with small animals and they got like just kept on progressing
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm. like i like the idea of saying it in like uh, an old-timey village maybe like 1700s sort of like that that salem massachusetts style village you know Mm -hmm. um just so i guess you could have the uh witchcraft element in there although it's not ne- really necessary just having that sort of naivety about it um, that, that, rule,
0: that rules out my um suggestion of their main weakness because any hero we throw at them could be controlled with you know bloodstring. but and any number of our robotic heroes that we've made <laughs> could have been thrown at them but uh i don't think any of them are alive at this time of this
1: one i mean you could have a uh, like s- people who are superheroes but they just wouldn't be known as such i guess they'd just be like you know fabled travelers
2: who no
0: i know i just meant i wondered uh if we could use an existing hero to defeat them who doesn't have blood in their body but
2: you know coil of justice no is a kid
0: from the future what are you talking about (laughs) but
2: also wears a slinky base suit of armor you can't get the leeches through those Anyway.
1: Uh, to all of our newbie listeners from MCM Comic Con London, hello. Uh, Coil of Justice was a bad hero. Um, anyway, <laughs> maybe Actually, they're, they're
2: called Coil of Balance, but you kept on calling them Coil of Justice, and that's yep. And you still
0: are.
1: <laughs> I still am. Okay, uh, let's push that aside. So maybe, maybe Jade is in the the right d- d- direction in the creative process. We need characters. Like, let's populate this story
2: with one or two. Um, we kind well, of are we going like a... are we going in the past or future then
1: let's, let's stick in the past we yeah,
0: don't I think do many pro- past is an interesting way to go
1: yeah we don't do too many um, period characters I don't mm. think um, what if maybe some sort of sibling like if we're gonna make this no we need a bully um, if they're gonna be like a downtrodden villain who is sort of um, Oh, what's that fancy word for hate people? What? Um, misanthropic. If they're going to be like this misanthropic uh, villain, then we need either like a bully or a gang, or Why? even like no, no, no. I don't no, want no, them no, to no, no. I just want them to be evil for
2: evil's sake.
0: Yeah, like I don't want them to seem sympathetic. This person's a psychopath. Oh no, no, no. That's no. the big mistake that shows in series make is like oh, but you know, it's it's society's fault that they're this way. No. You choose to do shitty things.
2: <laughs> then we need we need a dickhead, full stop. Um,
0: we've made one.
1: <laughs> no,
2: I the mean, dickhead a... is the guy going around drinking people's blood and then controlling. Yeah,
0: them. Dean. <laughs> what well,
1: we need a dickhead to sort of ignite the fuse on this dickhead, you know?
0: No, we don't. They can't
1: just. Okay, then, like, who who are we put? P-
0: that places the blame on the person being shitty to this person.
1: I mean, okay, there's there's taking revenge, but also there's um quote-unquote having your eyes open to how bad the world is is what i'm saying like i it's not necessarily like oh oh they are just let me
0: explain to you what you're trying to do here you're trying to do what james gunn is doing with bat uh, not batman fucking superman
1: oh with Brightbeard, um, yeah. bright so,
0: beard yeah oh, just... <laughs> so like
2: that's the hero <laughs> for this story
0: but do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, society was really shitty to this superpowered person, so they had to be shitty back. Like, no.
2: What I'm
1: saying is, you can have like a character be a dickhead to to uh, Bloodletter, but you can have Bloodletter's uh, revenge be disproportionate to what is probably deserved of this particular dickhead. As in, I hate everything now. You made me see that I hate everything. Therefore, I'm just gonna kind of rip everything up. You know.
2: The guy does drink people's blood,
1: though.
0: Yeah, like I'm sorry, it is kind of monstrous. Dick, confirm that this person doesn't need a bully.
1: All right, then this creepy kid, because uh, they'll start as a creepy kid and grow up to yeah. be a creepy adult. This yeah. creepy kid spends a lot of time in the fucking funeral home, uh, sort of TB ward. No, I Dean, don't know.
0: I, t- I tell you what, this is. You what? set it in the era of the Salem witch trials. There's going to be some witches about.
1: Actu- actual factual witches? Actual
0: factual witches who, you know, perhaps this kid sees them doing some sort of blood magic and is like, I wonder if I can get that to work. Oh, and this kid does something that none of these witches can do.
1: Maybe these witches aren't actually proper witches. They're just trying to pretend to be witches. You know, they're, they're okay. playing witch.
0: Either way, I want them to be good people.
1: The witches? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're they're probably like sort of uh maybe twelve, thirteen years old. They're like, "Who? I'm gonna be a witch. Look at this." Oh, I
0: was I was gonna say actual witches. You know, like older. Yeah. People, people who maybe they are doing. Oh, maybe it's like um Tiffany Aching style. You know, Terry Pratchett. Do do you guys know that? Uh, no. Okay. Well, the essence of that was that um people who are simple see. You know, intelligent women doing uh, simple but smart workarounds to like deal with the birthing process and Mm -hmm. uh, stop animals from being violent. You know, simple like farming things, but they're like, "Oh, that's amazing! That's witchcraft." Hmm. I get you. So, so you have these perhaps this group of intelligent women who are doing things to help the town, and perhaps they try some things that seem like magic, like actual magic, and this kid misinterprets it.
1: So maybe they are, like, actually doing blood transfusions. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're actually, like, gathering vials of blood.
0: Oh, yes, that's good. And then, like, local townspeople are like, oh, well, you know, they say they're witches.
1: Mm. And this
0: kid perks up because this kid is just, like, neat, something different, something unusual in this boring-ass town.
1: Yeah, because this, this kid is going to be unusual as fuck. Yes. Um. So these um witches slash just doctors i guess <laughs> uh like you know they get accused in this town this kid's like oh what, what's this maybe oh maybe like they see one of their fancy vials of blood you know and they're like what, what's this red stuff and they like put it to their tongue and it's like oh yeah tastes like tastes like copper tastes like metal but then like they encounter one of the the witches again and maybe they realize that they have a weird connection to this witch though unexplained but will later be explained as their controllability, controlling abilities, perhaps. And then, of course, they go on to explore it. They get more by a bear. Um, story kicks off proper. How about that? Hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: that's this every artist's worst nightmare. Just the silence. Si- <laughs> silence.
0: We were just digesting. Oh,
1: I okay, guess okay. so, as, as long as it's a good digestion, and not like. You know, a, a nasty burp or a uh, a bad critique fart. Then no. that's all right. Um, bright We mentioned that very briefly, but uh, I feel yes. that's <laughs> worth going back to. Josh. <laughs> Josh seemed to like that very much. It, it
2: sounds so stupid, but I'm sure there's something we can use for it.
1: Um. So I guess this is the maybe not maybe Brightbeard could be some sort of um judge. Maybe like a a boss. You know, like a this is the Dark Souls boss generator. So maybe Brightbeard is the boss of this village. Maybe they're the, their protector. You know, they have this big, white, uh, bushy beard. And perhaps um, it's known to glow on occasion when they're uh, really kicking ass, really protecting the village. You know, throwing out a gang of wolves, kicking up a, a pack of kids. Um, Maybe not kicking up a pack of kids, but, you know, sorting them out. giving them a clip around the ear. And they're the protector of this particular village.
2: I'm really liking the idea of this. Really, so they've got got, like judge robes and like judge wig on, but underneath, buff as shit, buff as brick shit house. Excellent. Toit. Toit. Um,
1: maybe, maybe they can just be like in their thirties as well. They just have this very long, like friggin' frontier ass beard. Um, and you know they're they're roped up, and maybe they've got like a belt buckle hat. Um, you know the pilgrim hat thing either way they're the protector maybe they helped found the village and sort of forged it with their own two hands and they feel incredibly responsible for everyone's well-being ever since the town's grown quite a bit um i guess is i've just realized i've gone from a village to a town um but that still works um so when uh blood starts being let you know they take it a little bit a little bit personally these are my people these are my people
2: you're bleeding out I'm not having that. I suppose what this actually brings into is we haven't really talked about it. What is their aim? Um, so they're they're collecting all this blood. They're controlling people, but to do what in the grand scheme of things? Especially if it's like just some rural town.
1: Maybe maybe they just want to fuck gonna, shit up. There's going to be they just the want
2: to play. Is that it?
0: Yeah, I think so. They they're not they're distanced from these people, so they're like these aren't people. These are my dolls now.
2: Ooh,
1: I guess once you see someone in that kind of light, that that will jank you up a little bit. Um, I guess there's life is hard in those times or was hard. Um, like, hmm, it's tr- it's tricky because like Jade's like Jade, you were saying that you wanted like a guy who's evil for evil's sake, but then uh, one of the creative challenges that we have is creating a motivation for that particular kind of villain that's not an entire I'm sorry
0: have you you mentioned bullies earlier how many times have you met a bully who you ask like why are you doing this and they're like <laughs> just cause
1: well you know they got deeper psychological problems at home and shit
0: not a lot of them
1: there are some evil twats out there yes but that <laughs> that doesn't fly in a story though like in a narrative okay um you know as as inelegant as real life is um people like prodding holes in stories you know
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like it's like in a story, like, characters can't get dates or names wrong because as realistic as that is in real life, it doesn't it doesn't work in a movie.
0: Sure, but maybe this is a nice challenge to think of how to make someone this shitty interesting.
1: Hmm. I guess, um well, it's like any kind of horror movie villain, I guess, like or horror story villain is um like Josh, you you, you know know a fair bit about the horror genre. It's about making them intimidating Mm -hmm. and motivated without making them sympathetic, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Ah, see. So here's a perfect example of that. You've got the original version of Ring. Yes. Which is just that bint coming out of the TV at you. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, The Ring. Which, oh, Samara, she was, you know, she wasn't treated well by her parents. Yeah. <laughs> Sympathetic. Hmm. Well, mm. can you guess which version I prefer? <laughs>
1: That's true. I It's the Japanese one. I guess as well, like, I guess you can have, like, a story like that as long as it stays cold, that, that general motive motivation Yeah, as So well.
0: So I guess the interest in this one, for me... Would come from seeing how far this this kid, and then eventually teen, and then eventually adult goes, um, and then how they're defeated.
1: I, so it's more about the character and their actions, and less about the motivations.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: I think that's cool. Um,
0: like, if you were to write this one seriously, mm-hmm. the the people factor, the emotion factor, would come from the victims.
2: Mm.
1: yes i was about to mention that because we are uh you know running out of time a little bit mm. but um i guess the horror elements would be people attacking each other you know waking up in the middle of night and not being conscious of their own body and what they're mm. doing you know imagine just like waking up and your body's like in the middle of killing someone that's f- fucked up but yeah. it's a, a great yeah yeah
0: That you've hit the nail <laughs> on the head that would be fascinating to examine
1: yeah so and actually,
0: then... our villain is merely the the catalyst for lots of character-driven stories.
2: Mm. So yeah. If we had
0: more time, we could go into like an anthology of <laughs> of different characters we could write about. And well, like... we
2: could do a little quick quick fire
1: quick fire character arcs. Yes, uh, we can. One thing before we do, do though, Bridebeard's out trying to catch this guy naturally. Yeah, of course, mm. of course. Anyway, um, let's all. Well, come because up with... they
0: no, because they're connected to the whole town, so they. Yes. Well, see most of what's going on so they're the one that figures out no there's something connecting all of these
2: maybe the inciting incident for brightbeard is that they have to preside over a murder trial and they're like well something doesn't add up here mm. and then Ooh. they just keep on noticing maybe other little crimes around
0: very good very good yeah uh, i
2: mean they're getting every single crime coming straight to them mm. Mm. and they're going to start okay. connecting up like the dots and thinking well this ain't right why mm. do they do th- they were ultra violent I saw Jerry at the bakery the other day. He seemed perfectly cheerful. Why is he killing his wife? That kind it of. He was at the
0: BBRP bakery, you know, yes. when they make the <laughs> patisserie. Oh no! Oh, patisserie, sorry.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this isn't strawberry. Straw. All right. Before we go, uh, let's each come up with a really creative kill using uh, okay. Bloodletter's powers. Uh I'll go first. Um, perhaps uh, someone is uh, maybe Bloodletter is at a bar, but he's sort of in disguise. Um, he drops a he drops an entire leech into his uh, beer uh beer sign, but no one sees it he drinks all of it eating the uh leech as it as he does and that um sort of leech is full of the bartender bartender's blood the bartender just immediately like cracks open a few uh, or cracks a few bottles over the bar starts stabbing people i think that'd be pretty neat pretty gruesome mm. it, it takes like five people to stop him boom
0: did we establish how our villain gets their leeches onto people or not i can't remember
1: I mean, leech is, is it fingers. just they
0: they sneak it? No
1: <laughs> I'm gonna either a leech a leech slingshot <laughs> a perhaps. blow
2: dart gun with a leech
1: inside.
0: Is this not perhaps Le- a leech good balloons. opportunity to say that this village is near a swamp?
2: It's gonna be it's and gonna lots gonna of be.
0: people you know go in and get I was gonna
2: worked. say near, near a river because my creative kill yeah. was gonna be to do with a bunch of um horny youths by the river. Excellent. Josh Give me that horror story staple. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It is a staple. You know, a bunch of these kids going down to party seventeen hundred <laughs> style.
0: <laughs> how, however,
2: they do with their pilgrim hats on and their swim mm. shorts. Um, <laughs> so they're all going to be playing around and stuff. And Then maybe, maybe they just you know they're just waiting and maybe like, maybe they're doing skinny dipping but keeping their pilgrim hat on. And then because I mean they've got to keep the pilgrim hat on. Awesome. Um, and then one of them just gets bitten by a leech. And then, maybe, in the night, they just start hearing rustling around their their tent. I'm not sure it, mm-hmm. yeah, people in the seventeen hundreds use tents. I don't know why I second guess myself <laughs> on that um, yeah, you're right, you're all right, Josh, yeah, um, and they just start hearing rustling around, and it just turns out they think they think it's a bear, but no, it's their mate who got bit on the ass by a leech, and now they're out for blood
1: oh, God, they can, like, stab through the tent as well and, you know, maybe even set the tent on fire using a lantern. Oh, mm. rife with possibilities. Uh, Jade, you got a creative kill before we uh, close this one out?
0: Yes. Um, I have two points. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story point is uh, someone in uh, a dangerous relationship is controlled, is puppeteered. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah and beats the shit out of their their like dangerous partner. Mhm. Doesn't kill them and is released from the control. Yeah. And go they go on trial and they're actually that you could use this story to examine like the twisted nature of this one in mm-hmm. that the person who is puppeteered would be like actually I'm kind of glad that they let me, you know, hurt this person that I was afraid to hurt.
1: Ooh. Ooh dark
0: and also the person that gets hurt would just be like too afraid to then hurt the puppeted person
1: Mm. ever Mm. again
0: so it'd be like a dark take on like when you're out of control or seemingly out of control
1: just kind of like what you're capable of
0: yeah what you're capable of what's excusable even just uh, like my other point oh god i
1: was just gonna say even like on a physical level what your body can do you know Mm.
0: So I think the horror would come from like the th- the subject of like inhibitions
2: mm-hmm.
0: and kind of societal pressure to stay in like dangerous relationships, things like that. Um, my other point was that it would make me really happy if like the the real version of this this story, um, the overall story, not just my short one, yeah, um, is that our villain gets caught,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: but-, but never named, and so. Oh. The whole thing of this story is that it's about the people. It's about the victims who are puppeteered. Because one of my big peeves is when watching uh, stuff like True Crime is that it's always about like the murderer and it always feels like they're kind of glorified and they're remembered and you never remember the victims' names.
2: That is every single one of those. What are the... They've got loads of those films about him at the moment. And Bundy, it, oh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Yeah. All those Ted Bundy things at the moment.
0: Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, he was dashing. Yeah, fuck off.
2: Ending on a little bit of a,
1: a, a heavy note there, but I think we've got a, a a good old hero, literally, in a mutilated blood letter. Well, good old villain, I should say. Uh, thank you all so much, especially you young ones, you new ones. Uh, to- Thank you so much for listening to us create a horrible mess of a human being that should never have walked this earth in the first yeah. place.
0: The point is that they are nobody; they're forgotten because bad people should be forgotten.
1: And Brightbeard wins. Uh, if you want to help us support our very dear, lovely podcast, there's no way like that horrible bloodlet person. Ew! If you want to help us out, listen to Josh because he's got the deets.
2: But before I have the deets, a quick thing about Brightbeard. Well, two things. <laughs> One, because because their beard gets really bright at points, they will have goggles on their superhero costume. Absolutely. Number two is that they have a cape, but what the the cape is actually is actually their judges' robes their that they robes. kind of pull up over their shoulders. So they've kind of got this big old kind of scarfy robe cape thing going on. Oh, I, I get you. That That's a good look. <laughs> but yeah, so now, now that I've finished that bit, um, I can actually say what I wanted to say, which is uh, just please review us. Please review us Go on. Um, on iTunes, SoundCloud. Talk about us. Talk about us in the street. See someone in the street. Shake them by the shoulders and say BBRP. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, graffiti, Twitter, all sorts of stuff. Just, uh, it, we just appreciate words. We love words. Um, we especially when they're about us. Um, and using whichever words you leave that identify yourself... We will then take like some sort of blood letter, and we will Uh, stick into a name generator. So you could have had a Dark Souls boss name today.
1: You could have, Um, have. but you know, maybe maybe that was the right call. Yeah. (laughs) um, Wait until next episode. Um, Yes, uh, reviews will help us massively just to garner a larger audience, and if there's a larger audience, there's more people to talk to this crazy podcast about. Um, In uh, other news, there's also our Twitter account at BBR underscore podcast, where you can uh, follow and get the latest uh, updates on the episode. You will also get our uh, recommendations every uh, second Wednesday following each episode, where we'll actually show visual images of uh, the comics that we've recommended, uh, which is particularly good for, say, the likes of Sin City or of uh, a sex machine, because, you know, there's a very sexy. And JoJo as well. JoJo is very lovely uh Lovely illustrated as well. Um, the uh, week following the episode's release, uh, Jade will throw up a wonderful illustration that she uh, that they've done themselves of our particular hero, or in this case, a particular villain. Um, so I hope you're all ready to see <laughs> one mutilated bloodletter in the flesh. Ugh. Jade, are you looking forward to this one?
0: Yeah. Um... I'm I'm interested in how I'm going to depict this as being about more the victims than than the villain. Uh, I mean, maybe if I like just kind of have their face off panel.
2: Yeah, you know, nice and shadowy. And, well, yeah, what, you, what you could do, you could have just bright beard front and center, and then just <laughs> smiling puppet mouth at the back with a little leech fingers like creeping over. Don't okay, the leech done. fingers. Job <laughs> done.
0: You're you're a, you're cool to do that then, right? Leave it to yeah, I'd just Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I'll I'll okay. do a storyboard
1: for it. I'll send over.
0: Cool, 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 cool.
1: Oh, and this is the part, uh, newbies, uh, new listeners, where I go. You've been bitten by radioactive podcasts. I'm Dean. Damn, I'm lucky to live in 2019 and not the 1700s, although not by much. McKnight
0: I- I'm Jade. I should stop listening to true crime stuff, Sarsen
2: And I'm Josh Randall.
0: Yes
1: just, you are. Just a Josh Randall.
2: Just a Josh Randall. I couldn't think of anything today.
1: Josh the Bright Beard Randall. Uh good night, goodbye, farewell, I'll say.